Hey, podcast listener, even if you are alone in your entrepreneurial journey, know that today, right now in your earbuds, you are joined by thousands of entrepreneurs from all around the globe seeking to grow better, more profitable, location-independent businesses. If you'd like to learn more about what we do and download our entire back catalog, check out tropicalmba.com. Yeah, buddy. Happy Thursday morning. It's the Tropical MBA Podcast. I am joined by my buddy on a beach, on Fukuok Beach, man. You're actually on the beach. Is it true? I'm actually on the beach in Fukuok, and now, now I see the other side of it because it used to be me calling you on a beach, and uh, we end up spending three hours trying to get the podcast going. That is your life today, my friend. <laughs> it's awful. All I hear is banging on in the background and grills going and guys jumping in. Uh, causing a ruckus. I, I totally understand what you had to put up with, brother, and I appreciate it. Had a couple false starts with this one, looking for the Wi-Fi's and everything, but you know, I guess that's the tropical in the MBA. Speaking of which, this one can be found at tropicalmba.com slash email. We are going to be talking today about concrete lessons that we learned from a recent mailing campaign that we did for valetup.com, our new startup. So we're just going to get into the nitty-gritty and try to show some of the mistakes that we made, um, some of the things that we did based on our previous experience and what we would do if we could do it all over again. First, Ian, we're both on the road. Last week, I I came down here to Davao to attend the DC Junto, and I think we had nine or ten guys. Absolutely awesome. And then this weekend, the Empire Flippers and Damien from Lynchpin.net had a, a serious mastermind, which just reminded me, you know, I, call me a nerd, call me a geek or whatever, but spending eight hours on a Saturday uh, shaking down business ideas so hard that there was blood on the wall, you know, was I can't think of a better way to spend a Saturday. I had so much fun. We learned so much. I felt like we took big steps forward. And, uh, yeah, man. So it just reminds me of the power of masterminding and getting in the room with people uh, that you want to grow with. Yeah, sounds a lot like the uh, mastermind that we held in uh, in Prague not too long ago. And on the uh, on the topic of Juntos, Dan, we had a phenomenal Junto in Saigon. I think 25 people showed up. A few non-DCers showed up too, so that was really cool. And uh, we did some uh, mini presentations, and then we got down to business, opened up the fridge, and cracked a couple beers. That's so cool. That's very, very cool. Hey, um, what do you say we just get moving on to this phone call, Ian? Uh, Mark from theartofbaseball.net called us and he asked us about emails and autoresponders. So I thought we could start with Mark and then seg into the valet up stuff. Let's do it. Hey, Dan, this is Mark. Uh, first of all, I just want to say I love your show. I listen to about uh, a half a dozen different podcasts and you guys are hands down the best. Now, I, I got a question for you. I have a baseball site called artofbaseball.net, and as part of my back end, I provide a nano continuity program, which is a membership site that charges $7.95 per month You know, for access to videos, PDFs, MP3s, and a community forum for baseball training. And you know, things are going, going decent. Uh, retention rate's good, but bringing in new members can be a roller coaster at times. So my question is, I was wondering if you knew of a reliable resource or informational product that could show effective strategies for running a successful email campaign for an autoresponder, uh, you know, to create interest and desire for the membership. So that's my question. Thanks, Dan. You're the best. By the way, for anybody interested in calling us, we do have a phone number. It's 
8428. If you call and you leave us a, a, a if you make a mistake, just say, ah, screw it, or call back or whatever. Don't worry about that. So uh, if you want to ask a question or just say, hey, on the show, feel free to give us a ring. All right, Mark, first off, I want to say the site looks great, the product looks cool. Your content is awesome. You've got a great personality and track record to be teaching this stuff. But, you know, this is something that Patrick McKenzie and a lot of other people at MicroConf were going on about. What are the 80-20 of things that you can do with your emails and with your product to make more money? And he said the biggest one that's the hardest one to do is take whatever you think you should be charging for your product and double it. And, and Mark, to be honest, uh, for the audience out there, the product is $7 a month. It's just too low. So if someone is a member of your Hitting Academy, name of the product, for 12 months, they're only giving you $100 uh, worth of value. It's just not enough to be investing in things like email autoresponders and remarketing campaigns and everything. So I would say this. The first step to all of this is getting the end of your funnel right. And I think you need to start with a mid-range premium product, $200 to $300. Uh, one-time lifetime fee. If you can get the product set up to where you can charge that, I think then we can work backwards and set up the marketing funnels. Does that make sense, E? I I agree with you 100%. I think, um, Mark, you're targeting professional uh, baseball players. I don't know what kind of salaries baseball players make these days, but even the AAA guys are making a couple dollars, right? I'm sure they could spare a couple more than $7. I mean, geez, a hamburger is $8 now in the States. So uh, I agree with you 100%. If you get your pricing right, and by right, I mean increase it, um, everything else is going to kind of fall into line for you. Well, and Ian, I don't think AAA ball pick players make a lot of money, but they've got big dreams, and I'm sure they're willing to invest in them, say, with their side gigs or whatever. So how about make the product a little bit more outcome-focused, like improve your hitting in 90 days by following you know, this technique that I learned by working with the A's batting coach, whatever. I mean, if you look at Mark's content, it's really high level. So I think it's just about positioning the product to, to solve specific outcomes that people are seeking to do. So, you know, let's say, for example, you're trying out for a team in three months. Well, maybe you're going to jump into Mark's membership for 250 bucks in order to learn everything you can by the time you get uh, to that critical moment in your life. I think that would be an investment we'd all be willing to make. All right. So you, the first step, Mark, is to up-level that product so that you can actually invest in marketing. The second thing is after you do that, and this is a mistake that we've made on, on a couple of our sites, including Tropical MBA, is that your entire site from tagline to about page ought to be driving people to the Hitting Academy. So your about page right now, which is I think one of the most critical pages on any site, really ought to revolve around this idea that, okay, people, of course, they want to improve their games. They want to get onto teams. They want to have a more successful professional career. They want to be better coaches. Well, how can they do that? By learning these things that you have to teach them about hitting. That's your focus, right? And you start to condition and drive people towards the profound problem that you're stepping up to solve, which is that hitting academy that you've got. Yeah, and Mark right now, he's got his his opt-in on his about page, so I think that that's great. That's a good first step. And yeah, I just want to comment real quick, Dan, this is a little bit off topic, but his design is actually really pretty good. Um, he's got he's got a lot of good fonts here. He's got a lot of great colors. So uh, definitely keep that up. Um, let's just work on this offer. So uh, this is a mistake that we've made, Ian, which is making sure that the path from the content on your site to what you're opting into leads directly to the product. And this doesn't mean it's some kind of 
you know, squeezing people into the product. It just means, look, you don't want people opting onto your list that just want free tips. And this is my biggest takeaway here. Your opt-in right now says, yes, send me four free videos. Okay, so you're targeting people who A, want free stuff, and B, want random tips about baseball. That's not your audience. And that's not the problem you're trying to solve. You're trying to say, how about this, for example, download our method and three specific drills to a better slugging percentage in 90 days. So those are the types of people that might want to join a hitting academy. And I think that, uh, so, so getting that opt-in right is just absolutely so critical. So I'll tell you a mistake that Tropical MBA listeners will be familiar with. A while ago, we changed our opt-in strategy to say, join the Tropical MBA crash course. Go from zero to hero, you know, by following our get started plan. The problem with that is that we don't have any product for people that are in the first year of their business. What we're looking for is people to come to our events, peers, people that want to network and come to these juntos, and those are people that don't need a business crash course. And it was just, it's a simple thing. I mean, I guess like one strategy is like, well, you think, you know, you cultivate people, you know, over the course of months or whatever, but come on, you're not, I mean, be realistic. Are you going to go from a guy who is kind of interested in baseball to a guy who joins a $250 academy because he's investing in his professional career? That's, that happens over the course of years. The first words that come out of your mouth, they have to do with what you're going to sell them eventually, right? So it's like, you want to start talking from the very beginning, when you, when you first open your mouth, when you first write them an email, everything is leading towards this point of getting them on your membership site. And if you're talking about cars and you're trying to sell them boats, that's just not going to work. Yeah, you don't want to be bringing people through the whole life cycle. Uh, you want to be like if Tropical MBA were to launch a new opt-in thing, it, it should be about mastermind. It should be about the power of conferences. It should, you know what I mean? It should, it should, we should be on topic early and often. Finally, you know, Mark, if you implement the first three things, the autoresponder kind of writes itself, doesn't it? Because all of a sudden you don't need to get some fancy email marketer guy in to increase your conversions. You just need to ask yourself, uh, what are the three specific drills that are going to lead to a better slugging percentage? Those are the types of results that I'm going to be working on inside the Hitting Academy. And so if I'm hot about that, maybe send me three emails in the first three days, each of which tells me about the academy. And on the fourth day, you just reach out and say, hey, what do you think? Do you think this is going to work out for you? I'll touch, like, you know, get in contact with me. Because you can do that kind of stuff when you have a $250 product. You know, you can, you can respond to an email. And I don't think you necessarily have to wait until the third or fourth email. I think that you could try and start to sell them on the first email, right? So maybe just have a little button at the bottom of the email that says, hey, if you'd like to join now, if you've had enough, if this first email uh, gave you enough information to let you know about what's on the other side of the paywall, go ahead and sign now. Yeah, I mean, I probably would take the approach where you want to actually deliver value first, right? So I like the idea of saying, look, I told you I was going to give you a three-thing uh, boot camp Try to push them through that. I mean, that's a challenge as a marketer you got to hold yourself to. If the first three emails aren't going to actually legitimately help them, then how can they expect that the product is going to be able to help them? Right. I agree with that. Yeah, I think, you know, ultimately, like you're showing a little bit, uh, you're showing a piece of your product in these emails, right? And so this is the taste that you're going to get once you get inside. Absolutely. I mean, if they love that, then they're going to love your product. And if they don't love it, then that's great. It's a great lesson, you know, then just you have to change it. I mean, at the end of the day, it's got to be a good product. No email autoresponder is going to save you from that uh, challenge. 
to solve a profound problem, to put a real price point on it and to follow through and to make sure that it works for people. And definitely watching Mark's stuff, I think that he can do all of these things and provide this kind of value. So anyway, Mark, thanks for giving us a ring. Again, that phone number is 888. I feel like this is like a, this kind of 888-554-8428. You too can call and hear amateur advice from the guys, Dan and Ian. <laughs> I appreciate you putting up with us, Mark. Hey, um, Ian, you wrote a note here saying five lessons learned from a software launch email campaign. Tell us the story of Valet Up. What's going on over there? Okay. So as uh, we've talked about a little bit before, Dan, we are launching our new startup, uh, Valet Up. It is a uh, piece of software for valet parking uh, providers for them to help them run their business and to take credit card payments and to just generally smooth over the process that they have with their customers within their operations. That was a pretty bad pitch, but that's, that's the idea. We're working on it. Yeah, we're working on it. Yeah, it takes, it takes time. So here's, here's where we're at in the process now, basically, is uh, we have been talking to our existing customers, um, letting them know that we have this software, that we're developing this software and uh, getting their feedback on it. And now has come the time for us to email part of our list and let them know that the software is officially available and we are going to be taking our first customers on. And so we sent out that email this week. And so the first thing that you should know about that email, Dan, is uh, we took a very, very small sliver of our email list and we emailed them. So uh, we didn't take our whole list. We just took about, I think it was about 10% of our list and we emailed them. And the tool that we used to email them was Campaign Monitor. Now, previously, we had been using, uh, I think, Constant Contact. And Dan, I think you've been in Constant Contact before. It is just a nightmare. It's a nightmare to it's like, set it's, up. It's the outlook of automated email providers. It's awful. And so um, I actually just started peeking in the campaign monitor. We've been using it for quite some time now. But it is a beautiful interface, uh, very easy to use, great analytics. You know, the biggest problem that I had with uh, Constant Contact, or one of the biggest problems, was just setting up the email. Getting the formatting to look right was was just absolutely impossible. So in uh, Campaign Monitor, they've fixed a lot of these different problems. All right, so we've got a great analytics package in place now. Let's talk about, we were surprised by some of the things that, that we learned. That's why we're talking about it. So what, 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 what do you learn? So the first thing that I want to explain is that when we put out this email, we put out a, an offer to our existing customers. Um, and I think that that's really important with most email marketing is to offer them something and to have a time constraint on that as well. So the offer that we sent people was we are offering a free one-on-one -on -one training. We're offering concierge onboarding. And this is something that we learned a lot about at MicroConf, which is uh, basically helping your customers to get on your software. Uh, a lot of times, especially with a piece of software this complicated, guys are actually having to change the way that their businesses work. And I think anytime you've got that going on, uh, you've got a very hard onboarding process. Um, so we're helping them to get up to speed for free. We're giving them free hardware. And so uh, we, we built a little bit of an offer with this thing, Dan. I think this, is, this wraps back to what we were saying with Mark, which is that, look, if you don't have the lifetime value of a customer, again, $7 a month is uh, $100 a year assuming that they stay for 12 months, which is a long time for uh, a recurring product. So the idea here is make it worth it for you to be able to provide things like concierge services. You can be able to offer more value to your customers if you're able to, to, to have a decent price point. So in the case of Valley Up, we've got a great lifetime value of a customer. Of course, we're willing to reach out and manually gasp 
<laughs> help people use this stuff. Yeah, and it's a tough process, but absolutely, man, the uh, LCV is there. So a few quick things that we learned that I thought were really interesting. First thing I want to talk about here is uh, timing, Dan. Uh, this is a really interesting statistic. I don't know yet if this is unique to us because I'm just starting to dig into Campaign Monitor, but 90% of the people that opened up this email, that happened within two hours of sending the email. And I think this is interesting because that to me tells me that uh, timing is much more important than we thought. So we sent this out at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 10 p.m. Pacific, or 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. And I think that's around the, the, around the time that people are getting back from lunch on the East Coast and people are just getting started on the West Coast. And what was your open rate? The open rate was 51%. Wow, not bad. Yeah, not bad. Uh, this is a very targeted list though, right, Dan? So these are uh, existing customers of ours over at the valet spot. And so I'm not surprised. This is, uh, this is something that these guys have uh, been waiting for for a while now is uh, this new technology software. All right, second thing I want to point out, Dan, is the platform. This was really interesting to me. 60% of the people that opened the email opened it up on a smartphone. Let me break that down for you. 54% on iOS. 6% on Android, 6% on Gmail, and 14% on Outlook. So pretty interesting, I thought, that so many people were opening up these emails on uh, their phone, and I think that there's some uh, implications to that. I think a few things that we learned is that uh, we need to have buttons in the email. So your anchor text or your hyperlinks, those need to actually be buttons. In our emails previously, they were just uh, blue text. I'm gonna make those buttons in the future. You know, one of the things that, that I initially thought of, Ian, is like, this is a pretty complex product, right? So we were sending them this big, long offer page. And the first thing I saw when you combine that 90% of the people who opened it, opened it within two hours, and then another, what, 54%, if you add in the Android, 60% of users are opening these basically on tablets or mini tablets, most of which have calling capabilities. I all of a sudden thought, now maybe we need a different kind of sales process, right? Because you're not gonna open this up on your iPhone, read a sales letter, click a buy now button, and then fill out your details to sign up for the app, right? Hey, I think you're exactly right, yeah. So maybe the idea here is like, I mean, here's these interesting things, blah, blah, blah. I just sent this, and I know you opened it within the next, like the next couple hours, just give me a call. I'm hanging out here, like I can tell you about all this kind of things, and then you send them the offer after you talk to them. Yeah, and there's some uh, there's some real creepy things in uh, Campaign Monitor, like you can see real-time stats, so <laughs> you could potentially uh, call the guy that just opened the email and say, hey, are you, are you sitting there on your phone right now? Uh, but I think that this is a trend, Dan. I think you're right to say, in the email, there has to be a uh, there has to be a call button, and that's something that we're seeing with AdWords now too. Is uh, we're we're buying um, we're buying ads on Google that are essentially click to call ads. Yeah, so you just send them an email saying, "I know you're on your phone. Stop ignoring my call." <laughs> I know you're on your phone, man. <laughs> Why aren't you picking up? Don't you want to hear about this great offer? This great offer that's going to revolutionize your business. <laughs> All right. Actually, the joking leads us to our next point, which is, when was the last time you opened an email from Delta? And the idea here is, I think, as small business owners, we have to take advantage of this opportunity to be real. And again, back to what Mark's doing, that's the great thing about what Mark's doing. He doesn't have to have this like professional, weird newsletter thing that makes him look like he's a big company or something. He can just be Mark, reaching out and saying, hey, man, how'd it go with the hitting? How'd it go out the cages today? 
And that's kind of a cool has kind of a cool subject line, you know. <laughs> totally, and that's one of the reasons why we sign all of our uh, emails from an actual person, um, and that actual person's email address is at the bottom of that page too. Because generally, there's one thing that ultimately ends up happening with your email list. Uh, there's a couple of ways that it can go, but uh, generally, people just eventually opt out, right, Dan? Are there very many email lists that you're still a part of that you joined a year ago? I, I think, well, the idea is, is like you, you can either opt out officially or mentally, and that, that's going to be shown in your, your, your open rate. So I think the idea is that you have to, to switch it up. You can't just be the next offer-rich newsletter every week. There's countless times that we've seen it on the web. I think it's the personal touch that are going to bring people around. I think that that's the way to go with, with your subject lines, with your content, and that's what's been working for us. So getting on the subject lines, Dan, I'll just share um, what our subject line was and then what our uh, sub-headline was. And like I said, this is a very conditioned list. Uh, it said, new app for valet parking operators, exclusive operator, excuse me, exclusive operators. Uh, 51% open rate on there. Stop lost revenue, track results, and differentiate your business. That was the subheader. I wouldn't have chose it, but it, it seems to have worked quite well. I mean, what's the uh, traditional open rate on this list? Traditionally, about 25%. Interesting. I mean, app is a word that I just am not sure how many people know about app and whether that is interesting for business people. But yeah, I mean, hey, can't argue with the results, buddy. Hey, so the good news is, uh, like I said, we only emailed about 10% of our list. Uh, so we've got another 90% to go. So hopefully we won't screw it up from there. Yeah, I mean, I think it might make sense to make a few more adjustments, but uh, hey, can't argue with the results. So, of course, in our email, Dan, we uh, we we had a bit of a timely offer. Uh, we offered limited spaces, limited time, and basically a call to action. Um, and so, I think uh, we probably could have improved our call to action because, like you said, this is a high touch sale. Most people are going to want to talk to us before they um, make this purchase. So, it didn't really make sense to have a price with the buy now button, although we offered that. But yeah, I think the call to action and, and the timely. Uh, response is definitely necessary, but it doesn't necessarily have to be in the form of the buy now button. Yeah, to be honest, I think if I would have been there in the brainstorm room with the marketing team, I would have said drop the buy now button. Because there are certain sales that it's just like you have to talk to somebody. You know, I just don't, you know, I just don't, nobody bought it, right? Nobody bought it off the button, but people bought it off the phone call. Right. So, I mean, there's no, so, I mean, I think it's interesting because there's two reasons why we consider this campaign a success. Number one is that we got a lot of phone follow-ups, a lot of demos scheduled, which we think we're going to close on and we'll follow up with on this program. The other thing is that for everybody who didn't open or who didn't follow up, we're going to give them a secondary option, which is to bring them onto a webinar. That's actually our final point, right? Correct. So for everyone that did and didn't open, so that's the entire list again, uh, we're going to recap the initial offer and then we're going to give people the option to jump on a webinar next week and learn more about the product. And I think that's that's a great idea. It's a great tip. But yeah, I mean, it, and you know, you could even do something where it's like, then you even segment the list further. So the people who don't respond to that, uh, you send them the webinar because they've proven that they they really don't want to hear about it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I didn't open this email the first time. Hey, I just want to point out one more thing, Dan, uh, that I think was uh, pretty valuable in generating what I'll call like warm leads in this case. Um, and that's that we took the time to make explainer videos. So basically we did uh, screen captures of the iOS device and also of our web interface. And we put those up on the uh, landing page that we drove people to from the email list. And I think that was really important 
important. And actually, you know, Dan, I just don't see enough people doing this, man. Uh, they've got these apps, they've got these software products behind paywalls, and you can't actually see how they operate until you buy it. I mean, that's half the reason why I don't sign up for uh, a, a bunch of these uh, services. So what we did is we just took screen captures of the whole process. Um, this is how you park a car. This is how you take payments, et cetera, et cetera. And we put them on YouTube. And that way people can see exactly how it works um, without having to give them a login. Yeah, and I'm sure we'll do the same thing with the webinar that we create, right? Why not turn that into a marketing? I mean, again, this is you're doing everything in real time. Like maybe the first time you don't have a buy now button on. Um, but then by the time the offer goes out the second or third time, you've you've onboarded some customers. You know what their, all their issues is. You have all the webinars on the sales page. So there's just no need to go through that whole process again, right? And and then eventually you get some brand traction, which is really what we're looking for. What's the what's the next step for Valley Up now? So the next step is to get this webinar going on. And we are going to do a webinar next week. Hopefully some people will uh, sign up and we will go ahead and record that webinar as well. Um, and we will use that in our marketing materials in the future. But in terms of uh, going forward with the business, yeah, we got a couple of people signed up on the system. So, you know, as you know, Dan, uh, the best information that we can get now is from actual users. We've been operating in a vacuum. This is a very exciting time for us because now we've got some users out in the wild that we can observe. So can't wait for that. Alrighty, excited to see uh, where all that goes. If you guys want to see what Ian and the team are up to, check out Valet Up dot com and uh, you can follow along on this nascent little software app i'm pretty excited about where it's going and uh, where we're going is hopefully to find a little bit better wi-fi i don't think we can rock the webinar out from the beach <laughs> no and uh hopefully hopefully next week we'll uh, be back on stronger connections we'll see you next thursday morning 8 a.m eastern standard time Hey, thanks for listening to the Tropical MBA podcast. You can go to tropicalmba.com, get access to hundreds of back episodes and all kinds of other goodies. Load up your iPod. That is the cheapest way to fly business class on your next international flight. We will see you next Thursday morning, 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time.